This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Casey, you said it, drama. And it seems like almost every time we come on here that we have more dramatic things to talk about news the latest and greatest uh we're we're starting off the show with tom brady again so tom brady is tbd for (laughs) when he will return uh todd bowles said today when asked about when exactly tom brady would be returning to the team quote we'll see we'll talk about it next week i'm not concerned about it right now we're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee, there's no definitive date for me. We'll think on it. We'll keep in touch and find out. So based off of that, the thing that everybody kind of latched onto and ran with was the fact <laughs> that he said there is no definitive date. Mm-hmm. And so people in the media and in the social media world are like, what the a heck? little bit a little bit I think there's a lot of question marks I think mm-hmm. there there are still lots of question marks we don't know exactly why Tom Brady is out it's for personal reasons which mm-hmm. he deserves his privacy but it's but it is a little weird like at this point it seems a little bit fishy I don't know. I know a little sus. It is. It is. And at first, I, a, a few weeks ago, I was like, I, I said, if you're concerned about this, you need to walk the plank. I straight right. up said that. <laughs> I don't know, Casey. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Concerned is not the right word, but there is a, there is maybe a little bit more confusion. There's a few more question marks. Um, you would think that. And getting ready to enter the regular season, there's going to be some type of date, mm-hmm. especially if this was planned ahead of time, Casey. Like, it just feels kind of confu- like, oh, so yes. this is planned ahead of time, but but there was no definitive <laughs> date to come back. Like, right. that doesn't. It's the play on words. Can both I... of these things be true? Because it doesn't. It seems a little confusing. I don't think they coexist. That's the part that no. you put it perfectly. Like that's what's making it a little bit more like, okay, let's raise some eyebrows at this. Maybe ask a couple more questions and somewhat start hitting the panic button because I don't know how def- un- non-definitive and a plan coexist in the same category. And what I will say is that watching the demeanor and the delivery on Todd Bowles' initial, this is something that was discussed beforehand, uh, Tom, the team, myself, we feel good, we feel confident about it, we're all good to go, was a whole different tone than um, there's not a definitive return date. The timeline kind of is what it is. Oh, and by the way, we're not worried about that because we're focused on Tennessee, which kind of put the first little ounce of deflection in Todd Bowles' response. Now, that deflection was initially there when it was like, hey, where's Tom Brady for practice? Excuse absence number one, excuse absence number two. And then all of a sudden there's this plan. There's this, oh, you know, this calm, calculated, confident response. And I didn't see that confidence in the response today. I saw a, I'm really sick of this question. Of course, (laughs) um, truth be told is the tone that I kind of saw. And then it was, Oh, we're, we're not dealing with this right now. It's all about Tennessee. It's all about Saturday, which I can understand from a coaching perspective. You've got to keep 
a mild manner for your team. You've got to keep focus. You got to make sure everyone stays on the right trajectory, focused on the season, regardless of what's taking place. But at this point, there's been multiple situations where the Bucks had a prime opportunity to get ahead of a story situation and narrative, and they just kind of fail. You know, there's there there. This could have been an open-ended thing weeks ago. Tom Brady needs a leave of absence. We have discussed the reasoning. It is his right. It is his privacy. It is something that he earned and deserved. And we will circle back to this at the end of preseason. Because you had to know that you put everybody on this clock countdown waiting for the, the final quarter of the preseason game Saturday so that they can re revisit this question and want a more affirmative answer. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's the one that said after Tennessee, right? And so it would make sense to ask, that. like, it's a fair question. It's a fair question to ask, like, hey, it's Thursday. You play the game in two days. Is Tom, you get Sunday off, but, like, are we going to see Tom on Monday? Like, what's the plan? That's right. a fair question to ask. Because you're the one that gave the timeline to begin with, which the timeline was after Tennessee. That was mm -hmm. the timeline. And so then for the timeline to be adjusted, it just, it does seem suspicious. It seems a little confusing. And are you panicked? I, I'm not panicked, but I think that there is some, there's some question marks. There's some confusion. There's some doubt. And I'm not saying doubt about anybody's skill. But it just seems, I don't know, you retire from football, mm -hmm. then you come back, and you kind of have to come back to the Bucks. Like, you can't, like, contractually, you can't right. come back and go anywhere else. There's a lot so of strings attached. So you have to come back to the Bucks. Now, now that we're finding out that there were conversations with other teams and whatnot, like, again, not that he was pursuing but mm -hmm. there were conversations that happened. It's like, did he want to come back to the Bucks? Did he, does he want to be here? Is his heart really in it? Those, I think, have question marks by them. Do yeah. I think Tom Brady is still incredible? Yes. Do I think if he shows up and decides to do this, that he will be 100% dedicated to it? Yes because he's Tom Brady. And I think that that is his character. That mm -hmm. He's going to be dedicated to something. So, but, but that's what doesn't make sense. It feels weird because everything we know about Tom Brady is a hundred percent dedication. Right. So to take a week and a half off before the regular season is weird. It's mm -hmm. weird for anyone to do, especially someone as dedicated as Tom Brady has yeah. he earned it I guess sure but it also is weird it would be weird <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers took a week and a half off right before the season it would be weird if anybody like name anybody Russell Wilson like it would be weird yeah that doesn't happen so it's just weird <laughs> I don't think we're making it into too much because it is weird it's just suspicious yeah, it will probably all be OK, but it is weird. Yes, it's definitely off putting in a sense. I'm, I'm not sounding the alarms yet for a few reasons. Yeah, which I don't think you are either. I'm, I'm not sounding the alarm for one, you know, while his while he may have not had the most confident delivery in this whole undefinited undefinitive 
um, no specific timeline comment. It's still this whole, you know, but I said after Tennessee, it was a very open-ended thing after Tennessee could have meant Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And if you really wanted to be almost diabolical about that vague response after Tennessee could also mean after Indianapolis, if you really think about it. So in my brain, I think I kind of already process the fact of no preseason for Tom Brady. He's going to oh, take, you don't think he'll, you don't think he'll play. I'd be surprised if we won. saw him for, no, I'm, I'm thinking that he'll return. Wow, after yeah, that's my, that's my stretch. I think he's going to return after Indianapolis, get his couple of practices in because I also saw something today that was almost comforting in a sense. Yeah, sure. You don't have Tom Brady being your lead recruiter in the off season to decide, Hey, we're like, it's not for me. And I do believe that there was more of a measure of truth behind the fact that this was a discussion that took place before training camp rather than being more of a, you know, publicist, let's calm the chaos kind of thing. I think that there were conversations taking place. I think there's a lot of conversations that took place heading into this season. And in order for him to return, there was going to have to be a lot more power in Tom Brady's hand. Not saying Brady doesn't have power. We know that he actually has usually the most power. But I, I just kind of have this feeling that there was conversations that took place. He was one of the lead recruiters and getting weapons that he knew that he could work with. Um, so I kind of have a confidence behind that. But, you know, he was almost retired. He's coming back. He's confident in his ways, his skill set, his ability, his delivery. He doesn't really need a preseason. It's more to build that chemistry and reps with these guys. They feel good about it. Um, and the good news is that the team is still kind of holding him in a high regard and having a confident response to whether or not he's coming back. And everybody's still leaning to yes. So I'm just going to go as far to say no Tom Brady preseason, but suit up let's see this guy tear it up in dallas week one okay i'm interested to see yeah we'll see we'll see how that we'll we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out i agree with you that there's no need to panic i agree everything is going to be again it is it's tom brady he's he's gonna go out and do his job Mm -hmm. that doesn't distract from being a little suspect or, and I'm sure we'll eventually understand the details, but Casey, watch, watch the books go out, do the thing, win everything. And then everybody starts taking off a few weeks in the preseason, right? Like Tom Brady's whole thing. TB12 is a whole thing. Everybody's getting pliability and vegan protein and avocado. (laughs) Now it's just, if if it goes all the way, then everybody's, you know, is there something to that? Take a few, take a few weeks off, like work really hard, take a little break. I mean, it is a long season. So yeah. Maybe there's something to it. differently at 45 than at 35. So maybe he doesn't need a preseason at 45 years old. Yeah. But speaking of other people, not at practice, missing in action, if you will. Yeah. It was time to cut the roster. They had to do that. They said goodbye to some people (laughs) that maybe was a little surprising. Oh, one of them surprised me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So 85 player roster first round of cuts in preseason comes about. And the name that shocked, well, everybody, whether you're a fan of his or not, is cornerback Ross Cockrell. What did you think of that move? Yeah, I think I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It it was a little surprising. I think mm-hmm. you look at the list and there's some people and you're like, OK, I, I, that makes sense. And then you see his name and it's like, oh, wh- I uh, uh. <laughs> well, yeah like uh, uh, what what do 
what's the plan then? You know, like there's <laughs> some question marks. Come from? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, they don't, there's not a ton of conversations, you know, mm-hmm. y- you don't, you don't really, you know, get too much. I mean, Todd Bowles said that, you know, they, they thought enough of Ross to give him a chance. Um, I will say this. He was released, not waived. So that says things that gives him an opportunity to play on another team under different circumstances. Yeah. And so I think, I think they thought that that that's actually doing right by him because Mm -hmm. They didn't want to string him along knowing that this maybe wasn't something that was going to work out. And so they wanted to release him so that, yeah, so he has time to maybe figure something out with another team before the start of the season. Getting which, locked in. Oh, which, something this dating culture should really pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> release the fish, guys. Release the fish. Give him a chance. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, it, they, he, again, Todd Bull said, like, he did a lot of really good things in the past. And I think that's why there's some confusion there. Because it's like, oh, he he did. He was a part of a really dynamic team. And he had moments. So, yeah, yeah. And so, so you're sad to lose him. But obviously, some trust within the coaching staff and front office to know that, like, okay, this is the right decision. Absolutely. And something will take shape. Yeah, I think the only thing that really surprised me with this move was there was guys like Rashad Robinson and um, Gardner, and they're just now getting their feet about them. And Cockrell had to take those reps that they were not able to take last season. So while Ross Cockrell didn't really have the strongest performance, you know, he didn't really have, not that there's much speed on the Bucks secondary, but he really didn't have the speed in very crucial moments and um, kind of had some mental error reads out there. But, you know, these other guys haven't really played much, if ever, but they've had a pretty good camp, both Gardner and Robinson. So that kind of spoke to the fact of they're looking forward versus, you know, oh, well, you did this last year. So so I think it was nice that they kind of gave him that reprieve to maybe have a future elsewhere, because depending on the coverage, depending on the scheme, depending on the coaching staff, you know, he can have a whole different level to his career. It just wasn't a fit here. And um, I am intrigued to see who ends up kind of prevailing out of those two between Garner and Robinson to kind of succeed that Ross Cockrell rotation in the times that it came in. Um, aside from the little surprise, that was just one surprise. The rest of them, not so much. Uh, ben, how do we say his last name? Beezy? Beezy. <laughs> I just want to give everybody nicknames. Um, Beezy, that, is, that is a good nickname. Though. Wouldn't that be better? Ben Beezy? I like you're that. welcome, Ben. I just gave you a beautiful new name. Uh, <laughs> tight end. He did. He did. Okay. Um, he did really good things. And then he did some whatever things. A lot of it was just properly lining up. Mental errors has really kind of fallen on the shoulders of a lot of guys that will end up not making this roster in the early stages. And then you have offensive lineman Curtis Blackwell. We know the offensive line is completely loaded. Uh, that might be the highest competitive spot aside from the wide receiver room. Crazy enough. There's just so much talent and versatility in that offensive line room and wide receiver, Cameron Brown. And then as for waived by injury, Jojo. Ozogu. Ozogu. <laughs> yeah. Ozogu. Outside linebacker. And um, he had, he had some strengths in camp, but I think that kind of, well, you have to stand out. And if you don't, then you're kind of out of the rotation. So yeah. 
Five guys out for the count. 85-player roster heading into preseason game two. And unfortunately, we're not all heading into game two on a healthy, happy note. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we are not, Casey. Can you handle it anymore? I don't know if I can handle it anymore. There, yeah, it, it, there's a lot, right? And it's, and it's some guys that we both, we talked about last week and that we yep. were hoping would continue on the up and up. So Kim Gill actually ended up having surgery. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, three well, to four months, I believe gone. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be some time. Um, but Tyler Johnson, uh, is injured. Um, Zion McCollum. Keanu Neal break break heartbreak yeah so (laughs) you know and then and then you like go through the list of people that like were previously hurt that you're like oh I hope things get better but Mike Evans is still there Russell Gage is still there Chris Godwin is still there so there is some yeah it's it feels a little bit like okay we're going to figure this out. There's maybe still time. Everyone needs preseason off for real. Yeah. Maybe this is not, maybe we need to rest our bodies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that it is what it is. Like they're going to have to take a little bit of break. Um, and it will be kind of like we talked about last week, which is, which is kind of the reality of the preseason. It will be opportunities for other people to step up mm-hmm. as this team chips away at the roster. And uh, some one guy that I think we're all really excited about uh, coming back, and, and and a big reason is because of the Cam Gill injury. Uh, but yes. excited, so sad about that, but excited to have Carl back in a Bucks uniform. Yes, the the reunion that yes. a lot of people kind of saw coming. And for people who didn't see it coming, what a lovely surprise for you all. <laughs> um, I was actually a big fan of, of, of Carl Nassib. Nassib. I'm, I'm going to butcher his name in so many ways. But um, I was a big fan of Carl's in the 2018-2019 in the season for many reasons. Um, he is a big guy. I think he's like 6'7", uh, 275, if you will. And yeah, he yeah, loves exactly. that. And somebody who can be a versatile player as well. Um, Coach Bowles said he can play inside. He can play outside. He can also play nickel. And this is a guy who has a natural versatility to him, but adapts to a versatile roles and, you know, already knows the scheme majority of it. He at least played under Todd Bowles, a scheme for one year. And Bowles said that he still carries that familiarity. And then he said it in his presser, like, Oh wait, there's still things that I recall. There's still plays that I'm very comfortable with and confident in in and whatnot. And so if you were a Carl Nassib fan in general, to have this guy back, to know that he knows the playbook, to know his athleticism and versatility, it's a very exciting addition, not just in replace of Cam Gill. Um, I kind of feel like this was something that was going to come with or without Cam Gill getting injured. Yeah, he had 12 and a half sacks in the two seasons that he was with the Bucks. And you said it, Casey, he's a big guy. He's very versatile. Um, he hasn't done, you know, they, they are kind of slowly integrating him back into, um, the Bucks scheme, mm-hmm. but really, really like what we're seeing so far with him. Um, you know, he, he's able to, like you said, 
play more of that outside linebacker role, but then he can also slide in as a defensive end. And like you said, he said that he'll go wherever they need him. And I think that having a guy like that, when there are a few question marks in that area, we spoke about it last week, Mm -hmm. having a versatile guy who can slide in in different places, who already knows the scheme, who has comfortability with the other players in, in the locker room. That is super beneficial, especially when you're only a few weeks out of the regular season. So I think Mm -hmm. there's so much upside to this. Um, I I really like this signing. Um, Carl seems like a great guy. And, uh, and, and I really liked what I want to know what you think about this. So he chose the Bucks number 93 Jersey. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Gerald McCoy. McCoy actually texted him and said, Hey, uh, better live up to the hype (laughs) you better yeah he literally said don't mess it up did he really I didn't even know this so he texted him and he said oh you're gonna be be number 20 or 93 don't mess it up um yeah but McCoy's he he, it it was kind of like jokingly because Mm -hmm. McCoy thinks very highly of Nasib and he said you know He's passionate, energetic. He's hardworking. One of the best teammates I've ever had. So they clearly think very highly of each other. They they right. uh, played on the same Bucks roster, and so it's kind of I don't know. I think that's kind of like a a, a loving sign, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, hey, we played together. I have so much respect for you. If you're num like you're gone yeah. now, like if your number's available, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your number. Well, we know that's- these guys take numbers very seriously. They do yes, yeah. So for I would love to get a text from McCoy. I mean, maybe not exactly that, but it's all love and and fun. But I'd be like, holy crap, the pressure's on. And then there was totally. even about like Nadama can sue, but I'd rather hear yep. from from a from McCoy because he had such a dominant presence on that team. People respected him, loved him. He was a leader beyond um, anything, not even just for the team, but in the community. What's also great about that though is there's also a resounding feedback on people's excitement for. Carl being back and it's the fact that this kid has a motor on him like no other the players have said it his energy his ability to go 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 is ridiculous and that's the kind of intensity you want this is already a very good run like run stop defense but to have a guy that can just keep going and going and going in a system that's you know predominantly heavily blitz might be switching up some things you have a versatile guy that doesn't know how to let off the gas and he doesn't just all gas, no brakes, you know, head down, floating around and in, in posi- th- flying around in, in, you know, moments that aren't going to help the team. No, he's very precise. He's very accurate and he makes it count and he makes it hurt. This is a very exciting pick and I can't wait to see him suited back up. I honestly, I didn't want him to leave. I was really, I was really hurt when I found out that, you know, more than likely he was getting ready to switch teams and it was obviously more of a contractual thing. They couldn't afford to keep him, but you know, you always end up where you're supposed to. And I really, you're, I don't, you're probably not supposed to say adore in sports, but that's how I feel, guys. I adore the fact that he's very high up on Shaq Barrett. He yes, mentioned was, how much yeah. he learned from him previously and how he's excited to just kind of feed off of him once more. And Shaq is the quiet leader, but I he's held to such a high regard and respect. So when you have that level of respect to want to play with somebody because you know what they can teach you, you kind of have this next level that comes out of you in that moment of respect. That's kind of what we see out of Levante David and Devin White when they're in sync. 
So if that's something that can populate, and this isn't me taking away from JTS, guys. JTS has earned his spot. He's going to be one of the starters this season. But still, in certain schemes and certain coverages, certain moments, this is going to be something really interesting to see. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And and though it's going to be a really cool pairing, having them play off of each other.